0: What's up? What's up, hustlers? You know it is. It's your boy, JT. And I want to tell you guys about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. unless you record an edit podcast right from your phone. That's literally what I'm doing right now. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms with a single tap. It's also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. That's major. Anchor allows creators to earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Best of all, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the Income Autopilot Podcast. This is episode 6. I'm your host, JT, and this is the show that teaches you to stop working and enjoy life while money works for you. What I want to talk to you guys about in this episode is how passive income works in real life as it pertains to real estate and I'm going to give you guys this information based off of my personal experience all right you guys know I'm a practitioner that prides itself in giving you guys real information based off of what I personally do but we're not going to restrict this podcast to just what JT likes to do so in the future I'll be bringing on special guests that can give you game as well but How does passive income really work in real estate for those of you that want to get into it? Well, first and foremost, I think that it's important that I teach you my passive income structure that I measure every passive income stream by to decide whether or not this is going to be something that I want to pursue or not. All right. So a housekeeping note before we get into the sauce. One of the slogans here is you don't have to be perfect to be profitable so i'm recording this live from my dining room table so if you hear little noises here and there bear with me be patient with me as i'm gonna be patient with you we are in the process of building a podcast studio but anything worth starting is worth starting now right? And whatever your goal is for now, I want you to apply the same logic. So anything that's worth starting is worth starting now. So if you hear my ice maker go off, if you hear my daughter run through the room, if you hear my dog bark, right? Understand that that in and of itself is a lesson. And I want you to find uh, comfort in knowing that, hey, a lot of people are highly successful, that are not perfect at whatever it is that they do. And this podcast is one of those things. All right. Right. So as the ice maker begins to run right on cue, almost we're going to get into it. So my infrastructure is keyword tech, T E C K. That's an acronym that stands for time, effort, cost, knowledge, right? So my infrastructure that I measure my passive income streams by is keyword tech, T-E-C-K. T-E-C-K is an acronym, again, for time, cost, effort, and knowledge. As it pertains to any passive income, semi-passive, or automated income stream, this is the litmus test that I begin to analyze it by, and I want to encourage you to do the same. Time. First things first. In order for it to be passive income to me, it has to take 20 hours or less per month of my time. Of course, if it could take zero, that'll be amazing. But what gets measured gets done. What gets managed gets gets done. So even if you can get in a situation where you don't have to manage it or be on top of it as regularly, I don't recommend that you ever create an income stream that is completely outside of you being involved in. All right. So even if you scale down to a managerial role, I 100% still encourage you uh, to keep that going. All right. So, time for me personally, again, I wanted to take 20 hours or less for me to feel like it's truly passive. Cost. Now we're getting into my real numbers of real estate. Your numbers will be different. I wanted to be under $170,000 if it's move in ready, meaning I don't have to do anything but throw some furniture in there if I'm going to Airbnb it. Verbo it, peer space, any kind of short term rental play. I throw furniture in there, rental play. All right, if I'm going to go to a property manager and have them lease it out or section eight it uh, out, right? Hey, I want it to be good to go, it's going to meet all the qualifications to pass the section eight uh, inspection. Uh, if it's not already certified as a section eight property, and then we can go off to the races. So, if I'm going to get an asset that I can immediately turn around and start making money with, it's in a good area, nothing's wrong with it. Uh, I'm personally want to spend 170k or less now. Like I said, your numbers will be different. The reason why my numbers are that high or that low, because depending on where you invest in real estate, that number might seem high, that number might seem low. Um, is because once you start going over 170 k in the market that I invest in, now you run into dealing with the majority of men and women that are looking for their primary residence, their dream home, their forever home. All right? Say that again. Reason why in my market, and this is why market research is so important, in my market, and I'm in North Carolina, uh, in the cities that I want to invest in, if I start looking at properties that cost above 170k, I'm now competing with men and women that are looking at their dream house, they're looking at their forever house and they're willing to spend whatever they can get their hands on cuz they now have an emotional attachment to that house. They can see themselves having Christmases there, having Thanksgivings there, having all of these things going down there. All right? So, I really want you all to understand that market research is important all right beyond that though if it's not move-in ready my qualifications drastically drop i want to spend between one to ten thousand if i'm going to have to do any work at all to it outside of the absolute minimums of course right and we got to be realistic with this where in the world are you gonna get a house from one to 10k jt that restricts me to tax sale properties in my market All right, again, in my market, I'm giving you guys my blueprint and my real numbers. So understand that I want you to understand the concept, but the details will vary depending on your market because your goals might be different than my goals. Your market will be different than my market, all right? Moving on, effort, right? So when we talk about the effort, uh, which is the C in tech, all right? Um, Well, shoot, I can't spell South Carolina education, right? I said, effort is the C, right? Effort is the E, excuse me, right? So T-E-C-K is the acronym, but I wrote it down T-C-E-K, all right? little dyslexic. That goes back to the point we made earlier. We ain't perfect, but we profitable. So the E in tech, all right, now that I had to be transparent with you, is effort, all right? For me, for it to be passive, no heavy lifting, mentally or physically. What is heavy lifting mentally? I wanted to already have a system in place, right? So for example, my media property, which is the last property that I bought as of this recording was already a rental as is. It could bring in uh, 1350 a month. I paid 147 for it. Um, if I do minor things like paint the cabinets, upgrade uh, the lightings, cause it has old lighting fixtures that are probably a decade plus old. If I go through the entire house and modernize it, make it LED lights, uh, maybe put a glass shower door um, in one of the showers like I did at another one of my properties, easily we're over 1,500 a month, all right? However, since this is going to be a media house, I didn't have to do that. Also, I could sectionate the house as is as well and still get uh, a little more than 1,350 in my market uh, as well, right? Of course, I operate off the 1% rule. So if I pay 140 to 150 for it, I'm trying to get 1400 to $1,500 for it. So little things that I do is I include the internet in the rent. So if normally this sort of property would go for 1350 well, I'll say, okay, well, I'm going to include the internet as part of the rent. The rent is now $1,500. alright right, let's take it or leave it pretty much at that point. If somebody really wants to move in it, they will. One good thing about the property is that it is located uh, near one of the top two schools in the area. So if you want your kid to go to a top tier school, like a lot of parents want to, hey, they're gonna spend that extra $150 a month, they're gonna get the house, it's gonna have free Wi-Fi included with the rent. Uh, And also in the market that I live in, This doesn't exist everywhere. But just to also let you know, I am allowed to have outside cameras on my investment properties. I don't know if you ever stayed in an apartment building or any kind of rental where the landlord uh, was able to have like police monitoring systems or cameras outside. I lived in Baltimore in an apartment building one time and I was trying to be cost effective. So uh, if that sounds crazy, Believe it or not, there are certain markets that have that, which is why when I came back to the Carolinas, uh, I had the wherewithal to at least ask the question. And surprisingly, right, uh, because we feel like it's night and day going from the north to the south, um, cause to us, Maryland is is north, right? Somebody gonna say it's still below the such and such line, so that's the south, not to us. That's from South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, right? Maryland is considered up north to us. All right. But getting back on task, no heavy lifting mentally or physically systems are already in place early. So this property was already a rental. I could have easily as is paid a cleaning company to clean up the place, charge the deposit and the first month's rent, instantly recouped the cleaning fee that I paid the cleaning company, get some money in my pocket and had this puppy rented out in less than 30 days of acquiring it if I didn't wanna use it as a content house, all right? So that was the system that was already in place. Also, if I ever change my mind and I wanna go to a commercial studio instead of a residential home, I can still put that system in place and run the play. And there's the ice maker, all right? So systems in place early. Now let's go to the KN Tech knowledge. Can I understand the value? Who needs it, all right? And is there any perpetuity in that value? So is this something that I could do short term, long term? What kind of legs does it have? All right, for me, investing in real estate as part of my retirement, I believe that people will always need a place to stay. So I currently only invest in single family homes. I am doing uh, other things in other businesses to be able to invest in an apartment building in the future. In the meantime, though, just like we said early, Um, whatever is worth doing is worth starting now. So I'm not going to wait until I can buy an apartment building before I get into real estate. If I can afford move-in, ready, single-family homes in this market, I'm going to buy move-in, ready, single-family homes in this market until further notice. All right? Make sense? So that's tech. Again, T-E-C-K. All right? Time, effort, cost, knowledge. Ask yourself if you're going to invest in any business, in any real estate in any stocks, uh, what kind of time is it going to take? What is gonna be the financial cost or whatever else is gonna cost you? What kind of effort do you gotta put in it? What kind of knowledge is gonna be understood? And can you understand the value, who needs it, and the perpetuity of it, all right? Now let's talk about uh, my examples a little bit more in depth because I feel like a lot of people, and this is based off of the feedback you guys have been giving me, continue to leave comments. Um, if in the comment section, i uh, is no telling which podcast streaming platform you're watching this on. That's why my what 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 uh, little little stuttering episode, uh, i didn't want to name a platform and that's not the platform you're listening to it on. And we're not doing any edits anyway, so it would have been stuck in there for forever. So, um wherever you can, whenever wherever there's a place to leave a comment, be sure to leave a comment and uh give feedback. And we'll continue to create things like this that are going to give you the most value. Um, the most consolidated way is to reach us on our website, which is the incomeautopilotpodcast.com. And you'll for sure uh, get your suggestion reviewed. And if it's a great idea for a future episode, you already know we're going to do it. All right. So let's dissect this moving ready play. I have one of the greatest, in my opinion, realtors in this market. She goes by the name of uh, Jennifer, right? So Jennifer will go around and based off of the type of properties that I want to invest in, she'll schedule times for us to meet up there just to block off that time. But even if I personally don't want to meet her there or can't meet her there, because sometimes I'm not even in the same state, um, what she'll do is do a video call. So if I'm available to FaceTime, she'll FaceTime me right? But even after the FaceTime, she'll go through again, do a pre-recorded video of the whole space, let me know in her expert opinion what she thinks moving forward, and then if I want that property, if I want to come in person, I can, or if I just want to send, which this is what I normally do, send a property manager out there that's going to dissect everything from top to bottom and give us a report, then we'll move forward from there, all right? And because she does this this allows me to spend very little time in reviewing properties. So, reviewing video messages or jumping on FaceTime, that's 30 minutes to one hour a day, if that. All right. Um, because oftentimes I don't even FaceTime her. She does the pre recorded video. Now, the only time I will meet her there is if I'm really excited about the property or I just really want to get out the house and it's something to do. All right next we're gonna put in a cash offer i'm a cash buyer uh in the carolinas right so if you have property in north or south carolina um and of course in the future i'll be interested in expanding so depending on where you are and depending on when you listen to this i might even be investing everywhere because i also want to invest uh, in other states. I also want to invest in other countries. So there's an opportunity that I might be a, a potential buyer for whatever deals you have as well as you listen to this, depending on when and what the deal is, right? Got to be good deals. Don't waste my time with deals that only benefit you, all right? And don't waste your time pitching me deals that only benefit you, just being transparent about it, all right? I'm going to put in the cash offer, all right? So the cost would be 170K or less, because like I said, I'm not trying to compete with somebody that wants to overpay for a property. Now, I don't mind paying whatever the fair market value currently is for that property. Ooh. I know some investors out there are cringing and saying, hey, you supposed to buy below market value prices, JT. You doing the game horribly wrong. Keep in mind, I want properties that need no work done to them. They're already income and producing assets, so they already have renters in them, or they have renters that just moved out, and they have renters that are willing to go right back in them, all right? So most of the property, moving ready, that I've been invested in have all been rentals that if I wanted to keep them as rentals, there was already men and women ready to jump in place and take them on as rentals. I decided to turn them into short-term rentals instead of having people uh, sign long-term leases because I make more money, and in my experience, is less wear and tear on my property, all right? So I'm making more money, less wear and tear. It's a win-win. Now, as I approach closer to retirement and as we're going to experiment here in the future to make sure we prepare for that proactively, I will start looking at doing leases, probably Section 8 have that guaranteed income coming in. All right. But by putting in cash offers for in ready properties, I don't mind if it's at fair market value because I'm a buy and hold investor and I'm going to keep that property long term. So if the property is worth 170 I pay 170 k for it, then the market crashes. Guess what? Rents still tend to go up even when home values go down. even when the economy is tough and people struggle to get a mortgage, they still need a place to stay. So so what my house that was 170 is now saying that it's worth uh, seven five because now I could still charge 1700 a month. maybe even more in that more than that depending on the supply and demand, the kind of markets that I invest in, uh, it's a military town, it's a college town. It has a good economy independent of the military and the college. So there's always renters. If I want to rent it out by the room, I can make way more than that, all right? And because I'm going to hold the property in my portfolio so long, eventually it's going to be worth more than what I pay for it anyway, right? I only do that when I'm doing move-in-ready houses that are immediately able to cash flow to me if I so choose. Keep that in mind. Next point I have here is we close on the property. Assuming everything goes well, all right, we're going to close on it. First thing I do after closing, of course, I got a key. I go throw internet up at that house. I throw ring cameras up at the house, so now I can monitor what's going on. Same day, right? Assuming I could close in enough time to do all of this, but i am been doing it enough times, I'm proactive about it. Once I know we're going to close, I already got the ring cameras. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna throw up the the ring cameras, I'm gonna go down to whoever the internet provider is, I'ma go add Wi-Fi, all right? And of course I said that in reverse order, I need Wi-Fi first, then the ring cameras, but you guys get my point, all right? And, and that's the dope thing about this podcast, this is just me talking to my people, so I know you guys understand me, and hey, talk back to me as you ride right through that car, let's get it, all right? So. And then after I do those two things, I go down and I also put insurance on the property. Now, because I own the property free and clear in the state of North Carolina, I am not required to have property insurance or renter's insurance on the property. Because if it burns down, if a meteor hit it, if it floods, it's all on me. There is no mortgage on the property. So at least in the state of North Carolina, and you guys will let me know because I'm not an expert in every state but I'm not required to have insurance. But guess what I do? I go put some insurance on that property immediately. All right, so I go insure it. So now what do I have done? I closed on it, I got the key, usually a few weeks later, uh, because I request that I get a hard copy of the deed, Um, Not because it means that much in my state, because the official one is filed down at the county office, but they'll email you, you know, a nice scan copy. Can't sign it over and sell the house that way, uh, at least in North Carolina. But it's still cool to have, and I use that um, when we do family meetings and we talk about generational wealth, and it's something about having that tangible asset. That's a nugget. All right, so don't think that when I be going on these detours and rambling, that it's just wasting your time. That's a nugget now. Now, whether you grab it or not is up to you, right? That's gonna really uh, up the game, get more people locked in if you do that, all right? Next point that I have here is we execute the disposition, whatever it is. I closed on the house. Let's say we do closing at noon. By two o'clock, it's already filed. I got a key. My realtor's going to get me a copy of that mailed out to me. I'll get a copy of that deed in a couple of weeks, but I already got the key. Throw up those ring cameras. I do it myself. If you don't know how to do it, you can YouTube it or you can hire somebody to do it. It's really not that hard. Or you can use a different brand. But what I want to do is I want to immediately put eyes on that property so now that I can monitor my asset in real time, throw some internet there at all my properties as well, throw some insurance on it i'm immediately that's my quick and easy same day mini protection package now i do have a a formal alarm system but i usually do that after the fact because they usually give me a little bit of discount if they know that i have insurance on the property and have ring and stuff like that all right so i get a little discount uh, from them and i also could take that back to my home insurance company And get a little discount from them, too, on the back end. They usually equal out, uh, so it's not like I'm saving a ton of money, but but it is a saving, all right? And then I execute the disposition. If it's going to be a short-term rental, like we're doing a lot of right now, I'm going to furnish it. I'm going to furnish it based off of my experience on Airbnb, what I know people would like what I can list it at price-wise, what kind of amenities I can add to it. So that way when I create the listing, I wanna show up in as many algorithms as possible and that's the play. If it's gonna be a media house, which where I'm currently sitting, this is the first, hopefully of many media houses, I'm gonna set it up based off of what type of media I wanna create. Cause like I said, I'm broadcasting now from the dining room table, but I'm building out a podcast room. I'm building out multiple studios, all right, in bedrooms, living rooms, even this dining room will eventually be another set for another podcast. I'm just temporarily using it for now, right? So you need to have your disposition in mind before you even execute the deal, all right? The effort is minimal. I'm sending a wire, furniture in the place, depending on the disposition, all right, STRs, we got to do it. If we're going to do regular rentals, probably not and as as far as knowledge goes real estate is one of the proven three foundations of wealth and since i'm buying move-in ready property with a realtor of course i'm paying top dollar as some people will say maybe some people even say i'm paying above top dollar however i'm paying for that extra peace of mind that extra security and knowing that there are certain ethics that realtors must follow or else they can lose their ability to make money, at least as a realtor, all right? And dealing with a realtor, that, that really means something to her. She going to do right by the book every time, all right? Whether I want her to or not, hey, it ain't about me, it's about her. That's pretty straightforward. But what if you don't have $170,000 or anywhere near that much? All right, let's go deeper on the 10 K k or less play. Really, I want to do a thousand dollars or less or get paid just for trying. Ten K comes into play because if I have ten different properties that I want, um that one K isn't spread out and now I want to do a hundred dollars per property. At least in my market, that's not realistic. What is more realistic is saying I'm willing to do a thousand dollars per door. All right. So if I'm gonna do ten doors, I'm at ten K. So that's where I get the one to ten K from or get paid just for trying. Now this is more time consuming unless you're gonna outsource it. We'll talk about it both ways. Now, the list is gonna come out for free around the tax sale auction time, depending on where that is in your area. It's public record. All you gotta do is go to your county website, type in tax sale auction, tax lien auction, property sale auction, right? Just different keywords depending on what they call it, but that's what I'm referring to, tax sale properties, right? They might call them tax liens, tax deeds, tax sales, right? They might even have a new sexy name for them by the time uh, you hear this episode, right? But do a little due diligence. It's usually a free or very inexpensive list. I think as it grows in popularity, now they're trying to charge a couple dollars for the list. In the beginning, years ago, when I first got into it, these lists were free, right? But now as more and more people are learning this play, of course the county want to see if they can monetize in any way possible. If you're going to manually scrub the list, it will take me at least 20 hours a month. So that whole 20 hours scanning the list, right? But now I leverage VAs. If you're not gonna need a VA on a recurring role, then I recommend going to Fiverr. Just finding somebody that can do data entry, somebody that can do some research based off of your standards, all right? If you're gonna need them over and over again, then you'll probably be more uh, apt to use onlinejobs.ph right try to find the right word That what i get you know what i mean got south carolina education we about to start using south carolina words all right <laughs> moving on though beyond that then it's gonna take another 10 hours for my attorney to review it because i also want to do a title search on the top property so once the va scrubs the list based off of my requirements. I might tell them, for example, I only want property that's 10 acres or greater. And if we don't have a lot of properties that are 10 acres or greater, give me all the three bedroom, two baths that are in this zip code. Cause I know that zip code, once it's moving in ready, I could get top dollar rent for it. So they scrub the list. They say, these are the parcel IDs and addresses and whatever else I require them to give me um, for, your specifications then i have to turn that over to an attorney and pay an attorney for them to do title searches on those properties because i want to know if i get the tax deed how hard would it be to quiet the title how hard would it be for me to convert this title over so that way i can own it free and clear and not have to worry about somebody coming up down the line saying that they have some sort of interest or have some sort of rights to ownership of this asset if i was to sell it or otherwise All right? Driving to inspect the doors is another part of this game, and it just depends if you're going to drive yourself. If so, how far away is it? Or if you're going to leverage people that want to drive for dollars, like people that are driving anyway, people that do Uber, people that do Lyft, people that do DoorDash, Uber Eats, right? These men and women are driving throughout these areas making money anyway, so usually it's not going to cost you anything else if they pass by this address it meets your qualifications. They take some pictures of it, blah, blah, blah. If you end up buying it, they get a commission, right? Commission can be whatever you want to give them, $50, $100, $1,000. Really just depends on what makes sense for all parties involved, all right? If they don't want to do it, somebody will. So don't think that you got to give them a top dollar for these services, right? It's too easy of a play for you to struggle to find people that's willing to do this play. Bidding takes all day in most markets, right? Now you can have a team that bids for you and then you personally don't have to be there. But if you personally are gonna do this, this is gonna be more time consuming. Now we still can do it in under 20 hours per month because how the auction works, not everything happens in one month. The list comes out usually months before the actual auction. So you can go through all of your research phase and then you can go into your attorney hiring phase, right? And now you're ready for the auction. This doesn't all happen within the same month. So when I say that 20 hours or less per month play, that's still applicable here, all right? When you go to bid, all you need is that bid number in most most markets. Now, depending on where you're located, they're starting to open it up for people to be able to bid online, all right? Me personally, I am looking to spend 10K or less for purchases and that's 1k a house or less all right if I can't get it for that price I want to look into overages and I want to run the overages plate and get paid just for trying usually going into the effort now they will accept cash debit or cashiers check in the knowledge right? This actually requires more knowledge because you don't have a realtor. You need to know what's a good or a bad buy at tax sales. This is not, in my opinion, a universal thing. This is depends on what's your financial goals. Are you investing to get cash flow immediately? Or are you investing to add properties to your portfolio long-term and then it's a part of your estate for generational wealth? Are you trying to get quick cash, slow cash? Are you trying to find a house to live in? Are you trying to find some land to live off of like whatever it is all right without knowing your personal goals and like everything in life they could change from time to time it's very hard to tell whether or not you should or should not do whatever it is that you're uh going to this auction for all right so in summary how passive income works in real estate and for me and we'll dissect this same blueprint for other businesses, is we're gonna look at how much time, how much effort, what's gonna cost me, and how much knowledge is required, all right? If I'm somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of money, I am going to look into the tax sale plate. If I have some money I am probably going to go into the move-in ready play. Now, I'm a buy-and-hold investor that invests in real estate as part of their retirement because I'm not going to have a company-sponsored 401k plan like traditional 9-to-5 employees because I'm not a 9-to-5 employee. haven't had a job since 2014. All right? Now, you may say, I need to invest in real estate to pay the bills this month. Yes, ultimately, once I get to retirement age, I want to be able to retire off my real estate. But I also need to be able to live off of that real estate in the now. So like I said earlier, depending on your needs, your strategy will change. So understand the blueprint, tweak the nuances so they fit your narrative, all right? Apply that to everything. Apply that to everything, all right? This is my blueprint on how passive income works, specifically in real estate. Those are the four pillars. Ask yourself, is this going to take me 20 hours or less? Ask me how much is this going to realistically cost me? Ask, me, ask yourself how much effort is it going to take? Ask yourself how much knowledge is going to be required? All right. You've been listening to the Income Autopilot podcast. If you're not following this podcast or subscribe to it already, please consider following this podcast and subscribing to it. We're currently on a mission to do 100 podcasts in 100 days or less, Lord willing. This is the show that teaches you how to stop working and enjoy life while money works for you. If that's something that you want to do, this is the right podcast. Share it with a friend. Let me know what you want us to talk more about in the next episode. Peace.